China's government says its economy czar will be in Washington next week for the signing of an interim trade deal. Commerce Ministry announcement, the first official confirmation of expectations that the vice premier would attend that signing next week. Officials from across North Carolina in Raleigh this week for the North Carolina Transportation Summit. The conference in its second year brings leaders together to explore how North Carolina should prepare for major changes in the transportation industry. NCDOT Chairman Michael Fox telling Spectrum News the summit also features presentations on logistics, autonomous vehicles, and smart technology that can improve safety and efficiency. We want to be ahead of that curve as opposed to being behind it and trying to catch up. So we, that's what this whole uh, summit is about, is about talking about the future, how we can plan for it so that it can be beneficial to us rather than a burden. The surprise announcement by Prince Harry and Meghan that they're stepping back from royal duties has the royal family scrambling to contain the fallout as the news evoked media outrage and a strong public reaction. Here's AP's Karen Chumas. A communique released by Buckingham Palace hinted that Harry and Meghan's statement had caught the royal household by surprise. We understand their desire to take a different approach, it read, but these are complicated issues that will take time to work through. Britain's media didn't like it either, lambasting the Duke and Duchess of Sussex in articles, columns and editorials that expressed everything from disappointment to fury. Members of the public saw the move as an act of impertinence, as one Windsor local, Derek Prime, explained. They're going to Canada, which I expect is probably where they end up, as they seem to like that neck of the woods, then go. But don't expect us to support you, because you can support yourself. Karen Chamas, London. Comedian Bill Cosby appealing a court decision last month that upheld his conviction for drugging and sexually assaulting a woman in 2004. Bruce Farrell, NCN News. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Before he took over, not a lot to be excited about. Since he has taken over as the owner of the Canes and hired that Rod Brindamore guy as the head coach, it was a thrill a minute last year. The Canes are in playoff position again this year. The game day experience is as good as I've ever seen it as a season ticket holder. Justin Williams was just signed yesterday, the 38-year-old three-time Stanley Cup champion. The Canes are in the midst of a seven-game homestand. They are in the playoff picture, although they'd always like to be higher in the Eastern Conference standings. Here to discuss these things and more, Tom Dundon, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Uh, Justin Williams is back. How much maneuvering did it take to get him under the salary cap, given that you guys are closer to the cap than usual, and uh, he's kind of this mid-season addition? Yeah, you know, we've been sort of planning for it all year, right? So we've we've had to keep our roster with less extra players and maybe send some guys up and down to make sure we built up some space for him and then also – in case there's anything else we want to do later. But it is, it's, honestly, it's not that hard. When you bought this team, you said it was up to the Hurricanes to become worth going to see, to become worth talking about. Now that you've done a lot of things right over these last couple of years, how do you describe the reaction of how hockey fans across North Carolina have responded to this new version of the Hurricanes? Yeah, it's been great. We're very fortunate, right? We're, we're probably – we're definitely up the highest in the league in terms of growth. Now, part of that is because we had a long way to go, but part of that is because you know, people have started supporting us, and it's we're still on the lower end 
relative to where we want to be, but it's it's way better, and I'm I'm extremely appreciative. And when you make comments like that, Tom, are you talking straight attendance? I mean, we've seen sellouts. I've seen a lot of more full buildings. You talking revenue, attendance, all of the above when you make those kind of statements? Yeah, we're probably um, we've moved up in attendance, uh, and but we're still you know below average in attendance. And then our ticket prices are one of the lower in the league, which that's sort of by design, right? We need to get the place full every night, not just some nights. Uh, and so you'd rather rather keep your ticket price at the lower end of the league and get the building full. You're on Twitter at TD Canes. I see you talking with fans from time to time. What kinds of things, I mentioned the game day experience, what kinds of things are examples of you as a sports fan seeing things you wanted to improve at PNC Arena and maybe getting some of those done? And how often is it that a fan says something and you're like, oh, that's a good idea, let's try that? It used to be more. It's less now. Yeah. Um, now my main, the big, the big focus now, I think, is we're gonna we got to make the food and beverage experience better, right? Where you, where you want to come because there's something you like, and as opposed to, I better eat first kind yeah. of feeling. Yeah. And so that's that's we we pushed that down the list when I first got here that there were so many other things to do and. Now it's what I'm spending more of my time on, and we're going to try to get some cool brands in there and better food and make sure there's – when you do that, you, there's not a bunch of lines because, unfortunately, right right before the game in between periods, uh, it's, it's difficult. So we got to not only get better food, we got to figure out how to serve it faster. Back to the hockey, uh, you're in playoff position, but not comfortably in playoff position, I guess you'd say. What is your assessment as the team is around the midpoint of the regular season compared to whatever your were, your expectations were back in the preseason? You know, we're probably a couple games behind where we'd like to be, I think. Um, probably not unique to us. I think, you know, any team that thinks they should be 10 games better than they are is probably unrealistic. You know, there's there's a little bit of good fortune that can go your way that um, a little better play and a little better luck, and we're probably in a slightly better shape, but we're in pretty good shape. And more more than anything, the underlying effectiveness of our players is really good still, and that's probably exactly what we thought it would be, and it just hasn't manifested to the the record we would have would have been really pleased with, but we're not that far off. What is your hockey expertise right now? You know, as you talk to Rod Brindamore, your head coach, or you critique whatever just happened, from, you know, that you saw from your luxury box compared to the day you bought the Carolina Hurricanes. Do you feel like you know hockey a lot better right now than you did then? I think I just know maybe the right way to ask the questions because, you know, my, my job isn't really to know anything. It's to make sure the people with – that do this every day are analyzing it properly, asking the right questions, getting the right feedback to where we can, as an organization, make a good decision. So yeah, over, over time you start to understand how different people hear things or, or react to questions. And, you know, I, I, we had our scouting meetings this week and one of the scouts that's been there for three years, as I, you know, we started the debate about what we're looking for. The, when I first met those guys, I said, look, we're looking for stars. And so he kind of brought up, well, I thought you were an idiot because, of course, we are. And I said, no, well, you know, I need to explain that better, right? What we're looking for is players that have the upside 
And sometimes there are players that that are definitely going to play in the NHL because they can do certain things, but they'll never be a star. And I'm not sure that's the player we want to draft um, versus a player that has higher odds of making it. But if they do make it, it'd be really good. And, you know, I've kind of learned over time that I've got to communicate a little better to make sure people don't misunderstand. You know, I know what I mean, but other people don't always take it exactly right. So over time, I've sort of learned more how each person needs to be communicated with. Tom Dundon's joining us, the Carolina Hurricanes owner. Follow him on Twitter, at TD Canes. You have told us many times on this show uh, your respect and admiration for a guy like Rod Brindamore. You know, others describe you as uber competitive. You describe Rod as one of the most competitive guys you've ever known. With the signing of 38-year-old Justin Williams yesterday, uh, the three-time Stanley Cup champion, how do you put into words as a leader yourself who admires those other traits in Rod and Willie, et cetera, uh, what he can mean to this team, you know, even at 38 years old? Oh, sorry about that. I was reminding myself to call you. <laughs> um, the Justin Williams. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, he's obviously he's he's got a native ability that's special, even just in the press conference yesterday that, you know, nothing really planned, right? Asking questions and his answers are just so good. And yeah. I found in the year that we've been talking about him coming back to play and his thought process on how he thinks about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to say it. He's just, he's just got a real talent for, for how he deals with people and communicates um, teammates, coaches, media, friends, and, you know, both those guys, they're just lucky. They're, they're, they're very lucky that, that they command a room because, you know, they've got judgment and empathy and communication skills that are, that are really, really unique. And, and uh, we're pretty lucky to have them as, you know, wearing our sweaters and, part of our organization because that's something that uh it's hard to emulate right you you, you're kind of born with it in most sports there's a trade deadline where there are moves and transactions left and right some are buyers some are sellers what is going to be your directive to general manager don waddell as the canes get closer to that trade deadline i I think we can get better so (laughs) we're supposed to try to do that right so we'll see i mean i we're going to be very careful about how much of the future you mortgage for the current yeah. team. But I think the team's pretty good, and if we can make it better, we should. Given the salary cap, you can't really add without subtracting, right? That's how it works? A little bit. What happens, the trade deadline so so far at the back of the season, we should be able to take on a, someone that looks like a big salary cap number. But uh, because it's prorated for the yeah. rest of the year, you know, it depends on how many injuries we have between now and the trade deadline because you have to replace players and those cap hits count. So hopefully we're healthy and, uh, and are in a position that if we see something that, that works, we should have the room to figure it out. There's always a way, right? Almost always a way. I know there are some limitations on what you can or cannot say here, so you're a pro and you can dodge this as needed, but what can you share, if anything, about your ongoing pursuit of that winter classic outdoor game? Uh, you have a partnership with NC State, of course, at PNC Arena. Uh, it's, it's Carter-Finley Stadium would be the venue. What can you share about that ongoing pursuit? Because a, a lot of folks around here would love to see that annual game come to Raleigh. 
Yeah, so there's two games. There's a Winter Classic and Stadium Series. They've announced the Winter Classic for Minnesota next year. The Stadium Series they haven't announced. Um, so we still got a chance, right? So we're we along with others are trying really hard to uh, convince the NHL that that this is the right spot. Um, and it takes you know it takes a lot of people to help with that, including including NC State and some people in the community, and that works. That works happening, so we'll know soon. Tom Dundon on Twitter at TD Canes. Congratulations, man. Uh, thanks for meeting up with me earlier this week. We always appreciate your time on the David Glenn Show. All right. Have a good show. Thanks. Appreciate it. Tom Dundon, second year, full, I guess, second full year as owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Mark Richt is going to join us on college football in about 20 minutes. That means more time for your phone calls on the other side. More of my thoughts as well on the questions of the day. For NFL fans, if you had to pick an NFL lock of the weekend, what would it be? I have the Chiefs beating the Texans in Kansas City. More of you have the Ravens beating the Titans in Baltimore. Some of you are on the 49ers over the Vikings in San Francisco. The Seahawks versus Packers has as many votes on either side of the fence as on the other. College basketball question of the day. The day after, Duke went to Georgia Tech and beat the Yellow Jackets. NC State had a gritty, tough clutch come-from-behind win led by Markel Johnson, its senior point guard, against a well-coached and experienced Notre Dame team, one of the best wins of the year for the Wolfpack last night. Pitt went to Chapel Hill and beat the Tar Heels. Roy Williams has his hands full, as many of our questions and callers have come in today. Florida State went to Winston-Salem and beat Wake Forest. I watched some other games even beyond the ACC. You can jump in on the college basketball question of the day if you like. What did you learn, or maybe you were reminded of something, about your favorite team or least favorite team last night? Very good news in various ways for the Blue Devils and the Wolfpack. Not at all for the Tar Heels, not as much for the Demon Deacons. You can be next with your question or comment. College Hoops, NFL, we have more of David Tepper, Panthers owner in his, in a, in his own words. Matt Rule, the new Panthers owner in his own words. Roy Williams of the Tar Heels. Justin Williams of the Carolina Hurricanes. Jimmy Butler, and a NBA alpha male, got into it last night. With T.J. Warren, the former Wolfpack star who's now with the Indiana Pacers, man, that was a crazy scene. T.J. ended up getting ejected, and Jimmy Butler was, like, blowing kisses to him on his way to the locker room and calling him trash on the court in the moment and also to the media after the game. It was a weird scene in the NBA last night. T.J. Warren, of course, a former All-American and ACC player of the year with the NC State Wolfpack. 1-800-849-2761. Your questions, comments, and answers to our questions of the day are welcome on the other side. We're also going to give away a pair of Canes tickets. It is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. And we're going to give away a pair of lower-level tickets to an upcoming Carolina Hurricanes game to a member of law enforcement. Now, Darren, we're on the honor system today. It can be the wife or husband of the law enforcement officer. It could be a son or daughter. It could be a mom or dad. But the person who gets these tickets, we need you to be on the honor system. We don't want to just give it away. We're trying to celebrate Law Enforcement Appreciation Day We have a lot of listeners who work in law enforcement. We send many of them to games, but we'd like to give away a pair of tickets. Don't jump in and steal them unless you are directly connected 
to a member of the law enforcement community. Now, it can be a retired member of that community. It can be an active member of that community. I'm all good with all those details. I just request the honor system today as we give away that pair. Whoever wins, I'm going to work with that person to find a game that fits their schedule. It may be the next couple of days. It may be later in January or February. I will work with that family or that person from the law enforcement community as we celebrate Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Mark Richt later. Your calls now. College hoops, NFL, Canes tickets, and more. Another chicken soup for the sports soul story on the other side as well. An NFL player went from giving away his game-used gloves for what he thought was a charitable purpose to seeing them sold for profit on eBay in the next couple of days. How does that story end up being a happy one that fits the chicken soup for the sports soul category? I'll explain as we come back to your calls next on the David Glenn Show. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. NCN Sports, I'm Josh and Zach. Last night, a busy night for college hoops across North Carolina, especially the ACC. Pittsburgh ended a 22-game losing streak in conference road games as they beat Carolina in Chapel Hill 73-65. The loss drops the heels to 8-7 and seven overall and 1-3 and three in conference play. And last night's defeat comes just days after Roy Williams said this year's team is the least gifted he's ever had. He was asked about making the comment. Roy was a bit, to use his own words, stunned that the national media latched onto that quote and ran with it like wildfire. That was telling the truth. We've had teams in the past that I've said before that were really more gifted. So I stand by that. I'm stunned by how it gets so much attention. But you know what? Frankly, my dear, I don't read that BS. And We've lost a lot of games. We've won a couple too. But that's the most, to me, to me, to Roy Williams, that's the most ridiculous thing to get have any attention. You know, it's like me wearing lucky socks or something. Good God Almighty. Number two, Duke extended its decade-long domination of Georgia Tech. Trey Jones hit two baskets down the stretch, and the Blue Devils held off the Yellow Jackets 73-64. Markel Johnson scored 27, and DJ Funderburk added 16 for NC State as the Wolfpack rallied from 12 down in the second half to edge Notre Dame 73-68. Number 10, Florida State pulled away to beat Wake Forest 78-68. Brandon, Brandon Childress had 20 points to lead the Deeks, who were without Shawnee Brown. Matt Rule was officially introduced as the new head coach of the Panthers yesterday afternoon. He arrived from Baylor. He arrives in Charlotte from Baylor, where he led the Bears to a Sugar Bowl this season. He says he can't wait to get started in Charlotte. I'm so excited to be a part of this team. I'm, I'm walking in, I just saw Steve Smith, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, my goodness, the people that have come before me, the greatness I met Julius Peppers earlier, like Julius Peppers. One of Rule's first major decisions will be at quarterback. He said he's already spoken to Cam Newton, but he's not ready to discuss personnel matters. This is NCN Sports. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 
Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Mark Richt, the former Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs head coach, Miami Hurricanes as well, now with the ACC Network, on his way to the national championship game in New Orleans. Tigers versus Tigers, Clemson of the ACC, LSU of the SEC, Monday night matchup in Nolens. Mark Rick drops by in less than 10 minutes. And Darren, right now, as we invite more calls on the NFL and college basketball questions of the day, what is your lock of the weekend in the NFL playoffs? I have the Chiefs over the Texans, the Ravens over the Titans, the other most popular pick so far. College Hoops, what did you learn or relearn about the team you love the most or hate the most last night? Duke beat Georgia Tech in Atlanta. State with an impressive win over Notre Dame in Raleigh. Pitt beats Carolina in Chapel Hill, adding to Roy Williams' woes. And Wake fell to Florida State in Winston-Salem. You can be next with your answer to those questions of the day. I'm also putting out, you ready for this, Darren? An APB right now. All points bulletin. Have you ever heard this term before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Often used by law enforcement. Here on Law Enforcement Appreciation I Day. I see. Usually an APB <laughs> is put out for a dangerous person, maybe a missing person. That's how they use the lingo. 
we're putting out an APB for a member of the law enforcement community. You can be retired. You can be married to or the child of or the parent of a detective or a beat officer, if you will. Chime in right now. I will ask as easy as possible a Hurricanes hockey trivia question, and you can win two lower-level tickets to an upcoming Carolina Hurricanes home game just because you or the person you're connected to is a member of the law enforcement community. Dial us up right now. You may be the next winner of two lower-level seats to PNC Arena as to a Canes home game later this month or in February. We'll let you pick your date as long as that game is available in our prize closet. In honor of today's Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, you can dial us up right now. Would you know what BOLO means in police terminology? B-O-L-O? You kids like to use YOLO, right? That's not a police. <laughs> you kids. You will be into that. <laughs> you represent the, what, 20 and 30-something generation, I try to. right? Yeah, yeah. You're no, right smack dab I, in the middle of this. I try my best, yeah. All right. Bo- YOLO is you, <laughs> you only, only live, live once. once. Correct. BOLO is be on the lookout, as any law enforcement member would know. I mean, that's just like... That's caveman TV-style police officer type lingo, I think. But nevertheless, if you're connected to somebody in law enforcement or maybe you're just off-duty and listening right now, dial us up for Kane's tickets. 1-800-849-2761 is your way into the program. I gave you my two cents on the Wolfpack's second biggest win of the year. And the emergence of Markel Johnson, old Markel, was still alive inside new Markel, and the Wolfpack desperately needed that to happen. He found his shooting stroke at least for a night. He's already doing the other things well. That version of Markel Johnson, plus DJ Funderburk inside, good off the bench again last night in the win over Notre Dame, plus when C.J. Bryce gets healthy, folks, that big three is why I tell you that NC State is going to make its second NCAA tournament in three years under Kevin Keats. I know that it feels weird because they just lost at Clemson, which might be the least talented team in the ACC. But guess what? In this league this year, that NC State, C.J. Bryce, all ACC caliber season so far, former UNC Wilmington star, Markel Johnson, the guy who's not bricking three-pointers and free throws the way he uncharacteristically was earlier this year, that Markel Johnson and that C.J. Bryce together gives the Wolfpack one of the better backcourts in the ACC. Ask Roy Williams in Carolina how important it is to have functional or high-end guards. They dominated Pitt in the post last night with Armando Baycott and Garrison Brooks. Dominated. Got crushed in the backcourt and lost to the Pitt Panthers 73-65. to State's backcourt is really good when everybody's playing the way they can, and their frontcourt is good enough with guys like Manny Bates blocking shots, guys like DJ Funderburk as more of an offensive weapon. It's a good Wolfpack team. And it, seriously, if you went 1 through 15, I know they're warts as well. They need to get better on defense. I understand all of that. They're far from perfect. They're not a powerhouse. But 1 through 15, after Duke, Florida State, Louisville, and UVA, you know, as the next best chance of making the NCAA tournament with the current roster? Answer, NC State Wolfpack. And they showed why against Notre Dame last night. I don't think Carolina is dead yet, 
but this roster is just flat-out bad by Carolina standards and average by ACC standards. With Cole Anthony, they have a chance. It will be interesting to see when he comes back from that mid-December knee surgery. Officer, can we say his last name? I don't know if we're supposed to do that. Officer in, from the Raleigh PD, uh, bring him on the air and I'll ask him. Can I say your last name, sir? Is that all right, or would you rather give me your first name? No, that's fine. Say his last name. Officer Wolf is joining us. Have you ever come across a Doug royalty in the triangle? Yes, sir, I have. He's a friend of mine. He, we send him to Kane's games from time to time. One of my favorite from the law enforcement community here in the triangle. All right, Officer Wolf. I am going to give you this trivia question, and we're on the honor system today. Well, what question could I ask Officer Wolf that would prove he was a member of law enforcement? I have, I have no idea. Like, no, he can't give us his badge number, <laughs> can he? No, that's, I don't think he could do that. Uh, do you go to a lot of Canes games, Officer Wolf? Uh, I work uh, out there, so, yeah. Okay, cool. So, you, Well, you don't get to enjoy the games if you're working, though, do you? Do you get to watch from, like, the top of the, uh, the hallway? Yeah, on the third floor, usually. All right, cool. Well, we're going to put you in lower-level seats. Here's all you need to do. There are one, two, three, there are about a dozen Carolina Hurricanes players who right now have 20 or more points. If you can give me any of those players 20 or more points, we're sending you and a friend or family member to an upcoming Carolina Hurricanes home game. Anyone? Uh, let's try Ajo. Aho is correct. He has 39 points. Correct answers also would have included Andre Svechnikov, Tavo Teravainen, Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Dezingle, Marty Natchez, Warren Fogel, Jacob Slavin, Lucas Walmart, Nino Niederreiter. All of those would have been acceptable. Officer Wolf, congratulations, man. Did you just stumble into the David Glenn show or you get to listen once in a while? I uh, get to listen periodically. All right, cool. We appreciate you being with us today. Stay on the line. Uh, because you are a busy man, we're going to give you a series of options. So instead of just throwing you tickets to a specific game, we're going to give you some options when you contact me by email. So thanks for listening today. Thanks for serving our community. And happy Law Enforcement Appreciation Day to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You got it. Officer Wolf from the Raleigh Police Department. I am happy that we found. Thanks to Rocco and Alyssa and Chris and other members of the law enforcement community or those connected to them. Today, we just had that one pair of lower level tickets to give away. Mark Richt of the ACC Network has been there, done that as a head college football coach, Georgia Bulldogs and Miami Hurricanes more recently. He's headed to New Orleans for the national championship game. He knows Clemson really, really, really well he knows LSU too we'll talk Tigers versus Tigers Manny Diaz's debut season with the Miami Hurricanes transfers galore among quarterbacks including Wake Forest Jamie Newman and the big matchup on Monday night in Nolens with Mark Richt next on the next on the David Glenn show if my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. 
join the Carolina Hurricanes to celebrate Whalers Night on Saturday, January 11th at 7 p.m. as they honor their heritage with a clash against the L.A. Kings. The Canes will throw it back on the ice in their legendary green sweaters. For all of your Whalers Night details, visit hurricanes.com slash promotions and don't miss a busy January at PNC Arena. For the full schedule and to get your tickets, visit hurricanes.com slash tickets. Friends and family, chicken and barbecue. Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue has some friendly people eager to please and just as nice as they can be. That really made my day. My food was so good, I just crave it. Got to have my chicken and barbecue. Join us and have a good time. Dine in, take out, or drive through. Always grateful to serve. Break away from the everyday to Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your calls a little bit later. Joining us now, a guy who's been there and done that as a college football head coach, Georgia Bulldogs of the SEC, his alma mater, the Miami Hurricanes of the ACC, now does great work for the ACC Network as a college football analyst. One more game to play, Tigers versus Tigers on Monday night. Mark Richt, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, David? I'm doing really well, man. It's been fun to follow you through your walks on the beach, and you've cut back on the cheese balls, right? I mean, we want to have you around for a while after that medical scare. (laughs) Yeah, the cheese balls are completely out of my diet. It's funny. I was uh, starting a program uh, called D1 Hybrid, long story short. But anyway, I was working on getting my weight down because I knew I needed to. Three days later, I had the heart attack. And uh, then I really got motivated, as you could guess. And um, I dropped 45 pounds in about three months, not even three months yet. But uh, I feel great. Uh, A lot more blood flow to my heart now that they got it all cleared out. And uh, I'm I'm doing super. Good for you, man. It's great to have you feeling better and offering your expertise on college football. Let me start here. We all know that there is a thing called home field advantage in college football. I don't know all your records at Miami and Georgia, but I imagine your home records were better than your road records overall. Do you think with this na- this game being in New Orleans on Monday night, it is on the short list of things that matter, or is it just going to be the good old-fashioned better team wins when Clemson kind of visits LSU? Well, here's what I think. I think that Clemson will have enough people there to make enough noise to force LSU to go to their nonverbal communication on offense. And I think if Clemson starts out hot and does great things, I think there will be enough fan base there to make it loud enough to make LSU feel it. So a lot of times at a home game, like if you're at LSU and you're outside and you may maybe have 5,000 Clemson fans, they're not going to do a whole lot to bother what you're doing but you know you get in that dome and you get enough people which Clemson will have plenty to make it loud I I think that advantage is not going to be quite what maybe people think Mark Richt is with us follow coach on Twitter at Mark Richt he's with the ACC Network we've seen your signature football show on the new network uh, the huddle 
I've heard, Coach, that you guys are, like, taking the whole weekend down there, right? You're going to be on the field at Mercedes-Benz Superdome for pre- and post-game coverage Saturday through Monday, and you're going to be, like, in the community right. at a brewery and stuff. What? What's This sounds like a, you're, you're having a national championship with the huddle while you're covering a national championship game. Well, it is. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I think it starts out with media day for both teams, and we'll be around for all that. Uh, I forgot the venue for that, but we'll be there for that. And then, uh, like you say, we'll have a, a show the day before. We'll have a at least an hour, maybe a two-hour show before the game. We'll have an hour after after the game, post-game. Uh, so it'll it'll be all inclusive. And you know, we've done a, I think we've done a really good job of covering our league and enjoyed it quite a bit. But uh, be, to be able to go to these playoff games have been wonderful. Uh, last. Last, you know, it wasn't last week, but you know, when when uh, Clemson played Ohio State, we were, we did the very same thing. You know, we're yep. sitting there right on the field as the action's going on, and it's just uh, there's nothing like it. Coach, when LSU stopped Oklahoma, a lot of folks felt that even though these were two of the top four teams in the nation, that it was a lopsided talent advantage for the LSU Tigers. Whereas when Clemson beat Ohio State, man, that looked about as even as it gets. When you think of right. LSU versus Clemson, Tigers versus Tigers, do you see like a coin flip in terms of talent? Or, you know, did those LSU Tigers who played a tougher schedule overall, you know, do they have some kind of an edge in your eyes because of the Heisman winner Joe Burrow or anything else? Well, I don't know if I would say talent-based overall. I think both teams will be talented enough to, to do what they do and be confident that they don't have to all of a sudden change the way they do their business. Uh, I think they are very similar in how they play offense. I mean, you probably have the number one pick of the draft this year and the number one pick of the draft next year in the two quarterbacks yeah. with Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and then they've got these freak, freaky-looking receivers. Uh, they got running backs that are great route runners and ball catchers along with just being great running backs. You know, LSU's got a tight end in Moss that Clemson really hasn't used their tight end position uh, like like LSU has as far as pass, re- pass receiving is concerned. But this Braden Galloway, who is suspended for a year, is back, and, and he may get more incorporated. So they're more alike than not offensively. On defense, you know, Clemson's been known for years to just lock people down man-to-man and say, we don't care how good you are. That's just what we do, and I think you'll see a lot of that uh, from LSU's defense. Clemson, I think, will play a little bit more zone. I think they'll bring more different kinds of pressures, and uh, they'll still lock up and play man, but I don't think they're going to sit there every down and do that. Clemson upperclassmen at this point of their careers have played in a lot of big games for Dabo Sweeney. Do you think it's a wash when it comes to the experience factor uh, between these two teams, given that at least this year's LSU Tigers you know, had to play in that SEC title game, had to play against Oklahoma in the semifinals? Uh, or do you see an advantage for Clemson, given that you know, this is a heck of a long stretch under Dabo Sweeney, where they're going for their third title in four years? Well, I think you could start with the uh, LSU-Alabama game, even, even yeah, though it was yeah. not a playoff game in some ways. It was a you know a playing game to the to the to the college football playoff, and like you say, you know being able to play in that atmosphere uh, in the in the SEC championship 
and then the game uh, against Oklahoma, even though it didn't turn out to be any kind of a barn burner, it still had all the hype of those kind of games. So I, I think they've got enough big game experience. And once you get, you know, 12, 13, 14 games into the season, uh, no game's going to be, you know, too big for these guys, I don't think. Coach, there's something going on. As you know, three of the four college football playoff teams are using transfer quarterbacks. And here across our statewide audience in North Carolina, we are following the Jamie Newman story at Wake Forest. Uh, you've been in these right. recruiting trenches. I, I wonder your thoughts. A lot of people say, hey, let's just be happy for Jamie Newman. Um, he's apparently spent some time in Atlanta where he's studying the offenses of Oregon and Georgia and the other high-profile schools who need quarterbacks and apparently are recruiting him. And others are saying, oh, wait a minute, there's something distasteful about Dave Clawson and Wake Forest finding this man, you know, young man in Graham, North Carolina, you know, and essentially helping him become this breakout player over the last four years. And now Jamie's, you know, saying thank you, but leaving for a final year with a higher profile program. And he even said other offenses will prepare him better for the NFL than the RPO stuff that he was doing a lot of at Wake Forest. What, how do you shake all that stuff out, having been a coach, but also, right. you know, respecting these young men as, as uh, the masters of their sure. domain, so to speak? Well, it, it's tough uh, on a on a coach and a team to see a great leader leave. It's one thing to turn pro. It's another thing to turn to another team. And it's a relatively new phenomenon, a new a new way of doing things in college football right now. But, you know, I, I think I feel a little bit different about the transfer portal than I do about a graduate transfer. I think if, when a guy, you know, gets his degree at the university that he went to, uh, and then chooses to go ahead and make a move. I don't feel quite as weird about that, yeah. bad about that. Uh, rather than a kid, just things get a little rough, and while I'm leaving, I'm transferring, I'm jumping in this portal. You know, uh, I, I do think he is a not a good player, a great player. I think that you know wherever he goes, it's going to be a high profile place, and if they're smart, you know, and they have a need, they they need to go after this guy. Mark Richt is joining us. Anthony Brown of Boston College and Jamie Newman of Wake Forest are all move, are both moving on as graduate transfers. This is probably a sensitive topic given that Miami is your alma mater and you know Manny Diaz well. Uh, but since we have you, Manny's taken some shots for his rookie season with the Hurricanes. On a previous visit on our show, you kind of outlined what Miami has to change to get back up there with the big boys or at least have a chance to be, you know, one of those heavyweight programs again. What was your assessment as Coach Diaz did make a bowl game, but it just seems like the expectations are higher down there than the reality right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. There's no doubt. I mean, just making it to a bowl is not going to cut it. Just about anywhere in America, there's a few schools that'd be content with that. And sometimes you got to know who you are, but. You know, Miami will have the ability to recruit the types of players that it takes to win. And I, and I think, you know, the quarterback position, obviously, the last few years has been a struggle. And, uh, you know, if they get that cleaned up, I think things will change in a hurry. You know, they did, in the early signing period, sign a top 20 class, if I'm not mistaken. And that's going to help them. Uh, but, 
you know, it's a, the bottom line is, you know, they're sitting there at six and four with FIU and, and, uh, and Duke, obviously very winnable games could have got eight there, got, got not, could have got nine in a bowl game. I mean, lost to Georgia Tech, lost to Georgia Tech yeah. early in the year, could have had 10 wins, you know I mean? So, are they that far off from having an eight, nine, ten win season? They're not, and they just, you know, again, I think if the quarterback position settles in, whether it's Jaron Williams and Nikosi Perry or somebody new, I don't know. But uh, if they get that straightened out, I think they'll they'll always play good enough defense to be in it. Last thing for you, Coach. Uh, some of the best coaches I ever saw you match wits with at the college level, a Steve Spurrier, a, a Nick Saban, there are a bunch of others on this list. When they tried to go from incredibly successful college head coach to the NFL, they did not do well, uh, and they came back to the college ranks. Here in North Carolina, we just saw the Carolina Panthers of the NFL hire Matt Rule from Temple and Baylor's success at the college level. He's a guy who has spent 20 of the last 21 years in college football and only one year in the NFL. Uh, did you have a chance to jump to the NFL at any point? Were you always just a college guy? And what do you think when you see great legendary college coaches sometimes just not find any success at the pro level? Right. Well, there's a couple things. Number one, I did have opportunities, but I didn't think I was wired for it. I was really much more concerned about, you know, working with these 18 to 22 year old kids and help them grow into men. And that was a big part of it for me. And I didn't really have any NFL experience. So I didn't feel like I, I could jump in there and all of a sudden be an expert on, uh, in being able to do the things that it takes even in free agency or the draft and all that kind of thing. I had no experience in that. So I didn't feel like I would be a good fit, but um, you know, I, I think one of the things that happens in college is, there is no limit to how many first-round draft picks you can have yeah. on your team. You can, you, if you recruit them, you can have 20 first-round draft picks. Right. But in the NFL, you can't have that many because they're too expensive. So you, can, you could be better physically than most teams you play in college, and in the NFL, it's going to be a much more equal uh, talent base. His name is Mark Richt. Follow him on Twitter, at Mark Richt. Coach, thanks for the time. Have fun in New Orleans. All right. God bless. We'll see you. You got it. Right back at you. From the huddle, the ACC Network's signature football show. They're actually going to have multiple sets down there in New Orleans at the College Football Playoff National Championship Media Day at Jack's Brewery there in New Orleans. And then on the field at Mercedes-Benz Superdome for the pregame and postgame coverage Saturday all the way through postgame late Monday night as the LSU Tigers take on the Clemson Tigers. Not in Baton Rouge, remember. It's not technically LSU's home field, but you all know how that state, much of it, embraces those Tigers. It is there in New Orleans, so you'd expect more LSU fans to be there than Clemson fans, but... Clemson famously, that fan base in football, famously follows and supports those Tigers. So it will be an interesting blend of colors 
in the Superdome come Monday night. 1-800-849-2761. Last call for phone calls. Final thoughts on the day's topics. NFL, college basketball, college football, sprinkling of NBA and NHL. Appreciate Jeff Capel of the Pitt Panthers for dropping by. Tom Dundon of the Carolina Hurricanes. Mark Richt from the ACC Network. Last call for phone calls. Final thoughts. And I'll get you set for tonight's sports TV menu. That's next on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. NCN Sports, I'm Josh and Zach. Last night, a busy night for college hoops across North Carolina, especially the ACC. Pittsburgh ended a 22-game losing streak in conference road games as they beat Carolina in Chapel Hill 73-65. The loss drops the heels to 8-7 and seven overall and 1-3 and in conference play. And last night's defeat comes just days after Roy Williams said this year's team is the least gifted he's ever had. He was asked about making the comment. Roy was a bit, to use his own words, stunned that the national media latched onto that quote and ran with it like wildfire. That was telling the truth. We've had teams in the past that I've said before that were really more gifted. So I stand by that. I'm stunned by how it gets so much attention. But you know what? Frankly, my dear, I don't read that BS. And We've lost a lot of games. We've won a couple too, but that's the most, to me, to me, to Roy Williams. That's the most ridiculous thing to get to have any attention. You know, that's like me wearing lucky socks or something. Good God Almighty. Number two, Duke extended its decade-long domination of Georgia Tech. Trey Jones hit two baskets down the stretch, and the Blue Devils held off the Yellow Jackets 73-64. Markel Johnson scored 27, and D.J. Funderburk added 16 for NC State as the Wolfpack rallied from 12 down in the second half to edge Notre Dame 73-68. Number 10, Florida State pulled away to beat Wake Forest 78-68. Brandon Childress had 20 points to lead the Deeks, who were without Shawnee Brown. Matt Rule was officially introduced as the new head coach of the Panthers yesterday afternoon. He arrived from Baylor. He arrives in Charlotte from Baylor where he led the Bears to a Sugar Bowl this season. He says he can't wait to get started in Charlotte. I'm so excited to be a part of this team. I'm I'm walking in, I just saw Steve Smith, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, my goodness, the people that have come before me, the greatness I met Julius Peppers earlier, like Julius Peppers. One of Rule's first major decisions will be at quarterback. He said he's already spoken to Cam Newton, but he's not ready to discuss personnel matters. This is NCN Sports. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. It was very hard for me, but Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. At age 47, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. GOAT. G-O-A-T. Acronym stands for greatest of all time as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner they're my fave dad you're the goat you don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same visit adoptuskids.org brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services adopt u.s kids and the ad council driving means Freedom. Exploration. Fun. Pride. Flexibility. Travel. Protection. Ability. Friendship. Excitement. Independence. 
Distracted driving means danger, recklessness, irresponsible, chaos, police, devastation, injury, death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark, and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P Hundo P Adjective Short for being 100% sure or certain As in If we get a puppy I'll Hundo P always walk it You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Some quick hitters on things we didn't get to today, in any detail anyway. And then your sports TV menu options for this evening. Some final thoughts on the day that was as well. 44-year-old Tiger Woods announced on his social media accounts earlier today that his 2020 calendar year PGA Tour debut will be... Two weeks from today at Torrey Pines, he has said that because of his various medical ailments, he is not going to play anything close to a full schedule the way some of the best on the PGA Tour do. But he is a top 10 player in the world again. He is a major contender, as he reminded us as at last year's Masters again. It will not be that long await. Two weeks from Torrey Pines, Tiger back in action on the PGA Tour. One college football note that we did not get to. Mike Leach. Some people in life just end up with uphill battle jobs, don't they? Mike Leach was the head coach at Texas Tech, where they do not have nearly the tradition or the resources or the NFL pipeline or whatever you want to throw onto the pile of details that matter when it comes to building college programs texas tech is a hard job by tech by uh, big 12 standards and he won there remember texas and oklahoma and others have just a few more resources than the red raiders did washington state is one of the harder jobs in any power five conference and he has won there even took washington state to a top 10 season not long ago winning record again and wouldn't you describe Mississippi State of the SEC as one of the harder jobs in that league, given that Alabama and LSU and Georgia and Florida and others have more resources, more tradition, more of a lot of the things that you want? Guess where Mike Leach is headed now? 
from hard Big 12 job Texas Tech, and he won enough to hard Pac-12 job Washington State to hard SEC job Mississippi State, according to media reports a little bit earlier today. Mike Leach has been a fun, great guest. He is a quote machine here on the David Glenn Show and otherwise. Congratulations to him jumping to the SEC. Not an easy job, not an easy conference. But Mike Leach gets one more of those uphill battle jobs. The chicken soup for the sports soul story. I told you, Darren, we give away a lot of stuff for charity auctions here at the David Glenn Show. Even when people win tickets, we do ask them, A, don't let them go to waste. But B, don't try to win just so you can sell them. We, we want Panthers fans to enjoy Panthers games. We, we, we're not looking for you as a middleman turning a profit on tickets that you win on the David Glenn Show. We can't stop that. But we ask politely for you not to do that. Well, Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph had a media member come up to him at the end of the Vikings wild card game win this past weekend. Somebody he did not know personally. He just said, hey, Kyle, I'm associated with this charity. Is there any way I could have the gloves that you just used in this game as the guy who caught the controversial touchdown pass at the end to beat the Saints? Can I have those gloves? I want to raise money with this charity for a good cause. Kyle Rudolph says to the relative stranger media member, yeah, that sounds great, man. I'd love to be a part of that enterprise, whatever cause you are raising money for. Sure enough, Kyle Rudolph finds out via social media within a couple days that the person who took the gloves just turned around and sold them on eBay. Now, how could that be a chicken soup for the sports soul story? Well, only because of its happy ending. That's how. After Kyle Rudolph of the Vikings posted on social media how disappointed he was to be misled by that media member, that became viral. His sad reaction... And somebody who says he's a lifelong Vikings fan based in Woodbury Heights, New Jersey, found the same pair of gloves, bought them from the person who did the fraud and sold them on eBay and agreed to donate whatever he gets for those same gloves to a charity of Kyle Rudolph's choice. A happy ending. Chicken soup for the sports soul style from us today at the David Glenn Show. Thanks to Jeff Capel of Pitt, Tom Dundon of the Hurricanes, Mark Richt of the ACC Network for dropping by. little golf tonight, the Sony Open out in another time zone. Predators, Blackhawks, and NHL game at 8.30 on NBC Sports Network. Women's hoops, NC State. Nationally ranked under Westmore once again, visiting North Carolina. College hoops, men's style as well. NBA doubleheader. Enjoy the game. See you tomorrow. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina. Love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. NCN News. I'm Bruce Farrell. The House expected to vote this afternoon on a measure aiming to restrict President Trump from any future military action against Iran, absent congressional approval or threat of an imminent attack. His allies are shrugging off the War Powers Resolution, arguing it's unconstitutional. I'm Stephen Portnoy at the White House, where the president says he doesn't need congressional authorization to order strikes. You shouldn't have to be able, because you have to make split-second decisions sometimes. The president said a decision to seek authorization for future military actions would depend on the circumstances. Justifying the strike on Qasem Soleimani, Mr. Trump raised eyebrows with this revelation. 
We did it because they were looking to blow up our embassy. We also did it for other reasons that were very obvious. Including the deaths of U.S. service members from bombs engineered by Soleimani's Quds Force. Meanwhile, two U.S. officials now say it was highly likely that an Iranian anti-aircraft missile downed a Ukrainian jetliner Tuesday in Iran, killing 176. The official citing U.S. intelligence spoke on condition of anonymity. Today is National Law Enforcement Recognition Day, and earlier today, a Raleigh police officer was back on the job for the first time in a year. Officer Charles Ainsworth was shot multiple times while attempting to apprehend a suspect. He spent the past year working his way back from numerous surgeries, and one year to the day he was shot, and on this National Law Enforcement Recognition Day, he's back on the job. Deputy Chief Karen Rigsby of Raleigh Police. I am convinced from the moment that you were shot, you made a decision deep within the recesses of your mind that you were going to fight, you were determined to get well, and that you were going to come back to us. Nine more flu-related deaths reported in North Carolina. The total now 21, and the state has widespread activity. A child was among those who died in the most recent report. You're listening to NCN News.